millennials, we're going to be doing kind of like another ranking episode, but also kind of like home decor, apartment decor, if you will. Um, and we're going to be ranking kitchen appliances. So tune in to find out which kitchen appliance reigns supreme. Do you want to talk a little bit about like how we came up with the idea for this? Yeah, I can't really remember. All I can remember is that Kyle got a portable dishwasher, which I was like, this is so extra, but I absolutely love it. And then I texted Kaylee and I was like, can we rank kitchen appliances? And that's my recollection. That's my recollection too. I think that's how it went. So for our kitchen appliances, we've got like, you know, most of your basics on here. So I'm going to read them off real quick so you kind of know which ones we're going to be talking about. Um, We've got the microwave, the oven slash stove, which is a combo because I feel like I feel like for most people in an apartment, at least this is a combination, right? Like maybe if you are in like a nice home, maybe you have like your ovens and your stove separate. But I feel like for apartment living, it's pretty common to have those together. Stand mixer, hand mixer, toaster, blender, hand blender, toaster oven, slow cooker, air fryer, Instapot, which for Instapot, because I don't have an Instapot, that's like a pressure cooker, right? I don't have one either. It's like the pressure cooker, slow cooker, saute pan all in one. Okay. I have a slow cooker. So I just used my slow cooker when I was thinking about Instapot for the rankings. Okay. I ranked Instapot separately because I have hot takes on Instapots. Oh, okay. Um, For dishwasher, this one says portable dishwasher, but I just did a normal dishwasher because I don't have a portable. I wonder like how different it is for people who have portable versus non-portable. And then the electric tea kettle. My question is, do you want to go through this top to bottom or bottom to top? Because I feel like it'd be fun to go bottom to top to switch it up. So let's start off with your worst. What do you think is your worst? Mine is the Instapot. Wow. I was not expecting that, especially not after you said you have hot takes on it. So I feel like there's kind of a cult following behind Instapots, but I feel like they're kind of overrated. They take up extra kitchen space and pretty much you can do whatever an Instapot can do with your other kitchen appliances. I feel like that's fair. However, I will argue the argue you on this point because Instapot was significantly higher up on there for my list. I think that it's really nice because you can throw all of your stuff in there and then you just forget about it and then you have a meal. So I think for that reason, I really like it. And I think one of the other reasons why I really like it, and this is more so for people who eat meat. So I feel like, Leanne, you might not relate to this one as much. But for people who eat meat, it's like, if you're somebody who does not like to handle meat, you literally just put it in there and then it cooks it for you. And then you can just shred it at the end. So I feel like for that reason, it's higher up there on my list for me because I like eating meat occasionally, but I don't like touching the raw meat. So therefore. This gets rid of that issue for me. I think this could also be addressed by the fact I ranked a slow cooker separately. I think part of my beef with an Instapot is, I think part of it is just, I think they're overrated. And because of that, I'm just like, I just can't get behind them. I understand that maybe if you're limited on space, yeah, it could be really handy to have a slow cooker and all this other stuff in one. But I already have those other items and I'm like, I don't see what getting an Instapot would do for me if I already have the other thing. Also, I think a main thing about Instapot is the pressure cooker, which I think would be really helpful because you can cut down the time of cooking things. But also pressure cookers kind of scare me because I'm like, is the leg going to fly off and attack me? Okay, I could see that. I think, too, my question with the Instapot, because I have never had an Instapot, so I don't actually know. I ranked my Instapot 
quote unquote, as a slow cooker, because that's what I have experience with. I've never used an Instapot before. My question with the Instapot is because it is a combination pressure cooker, slow cooker. So because it's kind of like a combination of those two, are you able to set it to cook for like six or seven hours like you are a slow cooker? Or is it like, no, it needs to be done in an hour and a half? No, I think it has different functions. So it can act as a pressure cooker or as a slow cooker or as a saute pan. But also, I've never had one either. So this is just all what I've gathered through the interwebs or other people who have them. So the other people who you know who have them, do they like them? I think so. But it's the same thing. Like, I have no problem. Let's say if I'm making a soup, I have no problem just making it on the stove. That's part of the fun of cooking. I feel like that's fair. I think with like Instapots and slow cookers and stuff, I don't know. I think with Instapot, you would need to definitely prioritize then and say, okay, if I have my Instapot, I guess I don't need like X, Y, and Z kitchen appliance then, you know? So I think you would have to like cut down on your other kitchen appliances in order to justify having that Instapot. And I also think that part of my fear about an Instapot is what if it's something that I get because I'm like intrigued by the hype? And then after like six months, I never use it as collecting dust. Like I just don't want that and then have to deal with like handing it off or selling it or doing whatever you do with those kitchen appliances that just hang out and you never use. That's true. I do have to say the one thing about kitchen appliances is there are so many that people are like, oh my gosh, get this appliance. It's great. And you're like, great. But like as somebody who lives in an apartment, where am I going to put that? And especially like if you have limited kitchen space, you're like, gosh, like I have room for maybe pots, pans and one or two appliances and that's it. Any more than that, it's like this is getting excessive. Okay, which one is your least favorite slash worst kitchen appliance? I put hand blender. I don't have a hand blender. I don't really know what that would entail. Is that like the little ninja blender? That's like a little thing that you like put on and you like twist it and then it like is like a really small blender is that like what that is i think they're technically called immersion blenders they're like basically a wand i think most people use them like when they're making soup but they don't want the whole soup to be blended and you just like stick it in the pot and go i feel like then that would maybe change my ranking because i had no idea what they meant by like a hand blender i was like what is this is it like something that you like turn the knob and the dial and then it blends like i just what is that? And so I was like, I don't know what that is. I'm just going to put it last. <laughs> that was a me thing. I think they're called immersion blenders. That's okay. I wouldn't know what that is either. So <laughs> it's okay. Would you change the ranking then? I probably would. I think I'd probably put that up quite a bit higher because I feel like that's useful for like if you're making soups and stuff. Because I feel like one of the reasons why I hardly ever make soups is because sometimes they call for you to blend it. I don't have a blender. I have a food processor. Which can sometimes work, but also like, I don't like the idea of putting hot liquids into a plastic food processor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, like that's not good for anybody involved. And so I'm just like, eh, I don't, I don't know that I want to do that, you know? And so I'm like, so I'd probably put it a little bit higher. I guess if I did change it, because now I know what it is, I think toaster would be my last one. Okay. So. The next one up, so my second to last, I don't know, I probably should have numbered these. Um, Let's see if I can change that. Oh, I think I can. I'm going to change it to numbers. So Instapot was number 13 for me. 
Then number 12, I feel like I'm just going to make people mad in this episode because number 12 is an air fryer. Okay, I will agree with you that air fryers are overrated, but I put the air fryer up more than the toaster because I feel like you can do more with an air fryer than you can a toaster. Okay, hear me out. One, Kyle has an air fryer. He uses it more than I do, so I'm sure he would rank it higher. But we had a game night once and people came over and someone was making chicken wings in the air fryer. And then we were all like, what is an air fryer? Like, what makes it special? What makes it different? And our brief, brief Google search was essentially like an air fryer is just a convection oven in its own little vessel. Yeah, it's like a mini oven. Yeah, it fries the food by moving the air around. And my argument for that is that my mom has this little kind of like mini oven. It's kind of like a toaster oven and a mini oven combined, which has a convection feature. So I'm like, if these mini ovens that can also function as a toaster have convection, you could essentially air fry with it. Oh, yeah, you totally could. See, I think the reason why the air fryer is higher up on my ranking than it is on yours is because like, as someone living in an apartment, I do not have a toaster oven. So the air fryer is essentially like my toaster oven. Do I love it? No. But do I hate it? No. It's just, it's okay. Like, it's there. It's nice for if I want to, like, make some potatoes or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I will say it's nice for the summer, especially because it doesn't generate a lot of heat. So I think that's why it's a little bit higher up on mine than it is yours. Is just because it's like, it doesn't generate that much heat. And so if I don't feel like turning on my actual oven, it's nice. I think that shows how circumstantial these rankings can be. Because I think similarly to what you're saying, like, if you want to bake something but don't want to turn the oven on, we'll turn on the mini like toaster oven thing because it's smaller. It takes less to heat up. So it definitely is circumstantial. Definitely. And I put toaster for my number 11. I think I'm off by one number because of the lack of Instapot ranking. (laughs) So I apologize, but I put toaster as my number 11 because literally if you have a toaster oven, you can just toast it in your toaster oven. What do you need a toaster for? The only thing you can put in there is bread. Okay, so my number 11 is a toaster for essentially the same reasons. Also, if you get like the bougie bread, it won't fit in a regular toaster. So you have to put it in your toaster oven anyway. And at that point, you could kind of just use the toaster oven. Exactly. So I think toasters, we can mutually agree, are outdated kitchen appliances. Yeah. You do not need a toaster in your home. No. I will fight anyone on this point. The definitive thing that comes out of this episode is toasters are unnecessary. Agreed. So what do you have for your number 10? My number 10 is actually the hand blender. Oh my gosh. And this is a two part. One is because I don't have one. And two, I have a blender. So I'm like, I can just put it in the blender. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if someone gifted me an immersion blender, I would be thrilled and I could use it for my soups. But I don't think it's something I would buy for myself. I could see that. I think like for soups, it's really nice. I think also like the immersion blender, like the hand blender, I think that that would be a really nice thing to have in an apartment if you don't want to have like an actual blender because it takes up significantly less space, right? And so I think for that reason, like this ranking could kind of go either way. It's like, yeah, it's a nice thing to have, but it's not like a necessary appliance, you know? For my number 10, I put a hand mixer 
And my reasoning was because you can do whatever you can do with a hand mixer and a stand mixer, more or less. The only exception would maybe be frosting. I feel like frosting is better done with a hand mixer than a stand mixer. That's kind of funny because above the immersion blender, I actually put stand mixer. I think, especially if you're limited on space, they're quite large. And another thing that could be factoring into this is I'm not a baker. So pretty much whatever I bake, I can do with a hand mixer. I feel like that's fair. I feel like, too, part of the reason why I have this so low, like, because my next one is the stand mixer, like, both of them ranked pretty low for me. So I feel like part of the reason why they ranked so low is just because I'm like, aside from frosting, which I would actually want a mixer for, everything else you can essentially mix by hand and it will be more or less just fine. I'm sure there will be some baker out there who's like listening to this episode and dying on the inside like, no, you need to aerate it and what are you doing? But I feel like for the most part, if you're not like a professional baker, I think you can just you can mix it yourself and it'll be fine. But I definitely do see your point about the stand mixer taking up more space. I think for an apartment, that makes a lot of sense. But I will say, and this may be because my hand mixer is like as old as I am, my hand mixer really struggles with anything more than frosting. (laughs) Like it just, it'll overheat. It'll start to make scary noises. I'm like, oh gosh, this better not explode in my hand. So I think for that reason, that's why I ranked it below the stand mixer is because it's not as hardy. But I can definitely see what you're saying about the space issue. I think, what was I going to say with that? I don't know. I had other points on the stand and hand mixer, but I can't remember. Oh, I remember back in the day when I would make cookies with my mom. And I feel like 90% of the time she just used a wooden spoon. And those cookies turned out just fine. Yeah. I normally just use a fork. I just mix everything up. with A fork? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Not I even mix- a wooden spoon. No. Just need a fork. Yeah, because then it's like... I don't know. I feel like you can mix better with it. Like, I'm less scared of breaking a fork than a wooden spoon. Like, a wooden spoon, I feel like more stuff sticks to it. Like, the fork, you can scrape off super easily, and then it's clean. See, my fear of mixing with forks, say, with cookie batter, is that it gets thick, and then what if I warp my fork, and it's all bent now? Well, you just need some really heavy-duty forks. (laughs) There's also kitchen utensils that are meant for mixing things. I mean, I guess you could also use like a spatula, but like, what if I break my spatula? Then it's the same thing as the fork. So basically for you, a fork is just the lowest down kitchen utensil. You don't care if something happens to it. Yes, it is like I could go to Goodwill and I could get any fork I wanted. Okay. And so therefore, it is a very replaceable tool. It is easy to replace. That's fair. I'll give you that. It probably costs less than a different utensil. Probably. I would say, though, if you're going to use a fork for mixing things and you have this fear of the fork like breaking or warping, etc., that's when I would say go to Goodwill and get a designated baking fork. And then you can have a baking fork so that it does not mess up your set of utensils. Okay, I think if we didn't um, anger any bakers with our mixer discussion, I think the fork definitely put them over the edge. I think you're probably right. I think they're like probably screaming on the inside right now. Yeah. So my next item on my list, which we kind of discuss hand stand mixers. So we're kind of jumping up to number seven, which is a portable dishwasher. Because at my mom's and Kyle's apartment, there is no dishwasher. 
There is no room for a dishwasher, but Kyle got a portable dishwasher and it's on this little table and it's adorable. It kind of looks like this. It's just like white. I don't know. It looks really cute. And it's great. I love it. See, okay. For the dishwasher, when you said a portable dishwasher, I pictured one of those ones that you can move around the kitchen. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? It's literally, so the one that he got is literally like a cube. So it's like a mini dishwasher. It's like a tabletop dishwasher. Okay, okay. I can send you a picture. Please do. Because like one time when I was touring apartments, I was looking at this basement apartment and I determined that I didn't want to live there because I did not want to be a basement gremlin. But um, I uh, was looking at this one apartment. It was a very nice basement apartment. Like I almost, I almost lived there. I was, I was this close. And they had a dishwasher that was like a portable dishwasher where it like plugged into the wall, but it like was on wheels. So you could like move it around. And so that's what I pictured when you said a portable dishwasher was something like that. And I was like, I don't know how that works, but maybe it works the same way. I'm not sure. No. So this one, it's like a little cube. You put your dishes in and then you take a little pitcher and you fill up the, I don't know, wherever the water goes. And then you just hit start. But it goes on a table. It does, it's not like a dishwasher on wheels. Huh. Okay. Okay. And I think an asterisk on this ranking is if you have like a permanently installed dishwasher, you obviously don't need one of these. But I think if you don't have a dishwasher, but you have like a little space that you could put it, it really helps. I think it also helps when you have guests over because you're going to have a lot more dishes than you do normally if it's just two of you. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of dishes, especially if you cook, to clean the cooking dishes and then have dinner and clean all those dishes. So I feel like it can help cut down that time. I agree on that. So I think because we had that hand and stand mixer discussion, I have like an eight and a seven. So my eight was the air fryer for the reasons that we said previously. You know, it's good, but it's like an oven. So just really good for if you're not trying to heat up your apartment. But aside from that, just kind of clunky. It takes up a lot of space. My number seven was the tea kettle. You're breaking my heart. Well, I'm going to justify for you why it's the tea kettle because one, I drink tea sometimes, but not that often. I put it higher up than some of the other things though, because I also happen to use my tea kettle to water all of my plants (laughs) because I live in an apartment. And so I use my tea kettle for that reason. Okay. This reminds me of in the emoji episode when you're talking about how you use the emojis, but not in the way they're supposed to be used. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was the other day I was talking to my dad and my little brother and I was like, you guys, I'm going to send you this emoji. And it was the baby crawling one that I use as like the person who's fallen to their knees in weakness. And I was like, and I'm going to justify to you why I use it the way that I use it. And I was like, so if you ever see me using this, like this is this is what I'm using it for. And they were just looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I was like, it's very important. Okay. It is very important. But yeah. So tea kettle, I use it like I use emojis, not in the way it's intended. But I also, I sometimes do use it in the way it's intended. So I guess, I guess that's okay. I would say I just don't, I don't use it often enough for its intended purpose to rank it higher. I will save my tea kettle discussion for when I reveal its rank. Okay. So do you want to do our next one up? Yeah, I'll do my number six. I put the slow cooker. I love a good slow cooker. You can just throw the stuff in there, have it be on its merry way. They do take up a little bit of space, so it could be like a space issue, like whether you get one or not. 
They're also kind of large, which makes it kind of awkward to watch wash in the sink after, which I always get frustrated with. But I enjoy them. And the reason why I feel like we're kind of in the top half now. And I feel like for me, the reason why it's the bottom of the top half is just because it's seasonal. I don't use it half the year. Whereas some of the other items I use all year round. I used mine for the last two weeks in the middle of the summer. So I will argue you on that seasonal point. (laughs) But what do you make with them? Because I feel like I usually make some version of soup or like stew. Well, see, I was using it to cook meats. So like I made pork butt, which is surprisingly not actually the butt. It's the shoulder. Yeah, I thought it was the butt and it was not the butt. My boyfriend had to explain to me. He was like, no, it's actually the shoulder. And I was like, oh, I was like, well, that is a lot of meat. So you can touch that. I will just prepare all of the veggies to go with it. I mean, I feel like it feels better eating pork butt if you know it's the shoulder rather than thinking it was the butt. Yes. So we cooked that the other day and made tacos with it. And so that was pretty good. And then I made like something with chicken the other day, too. So. That was what I used it for. Primarily meats, because like I said, I don't like to touch the raw meats. This way you can just shred them when they're done. Yeah, I can see that. I think if you're eating a lot of meats, it's helpful in the summer. Um, I just think I I exclusively use my slow cooker for soup and chili. So I tend to not want to eat those in the summer. So that is why it's seasonal. I think that's fair. So I think for my number, we were on number seven or six? I'm number seven, but you're one number less because you ranked yours differently. Oh, no, no, no. My number seven was tea kettle. Okay. So I think, I don't know. I think that we've kind of reached the point in this list where it's like, yeah, these are appliances that we like and we would use. You know what I mean? It's not like these ones are not ones that we would banish from our kitchen. Yes, I agree. Are you ready for number six? You're number six? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yours was. Oh, I see. Yours was slow cooker. My bad. My number six was toaster oven. And the reason why is because like, yeah, it's nice because it's a little mini oven. You can't make a ton of food in it, but like you can toast things in it. Like it's overall, it's good. I have like neutral good feelings about this. I put toaster oven as the next one up. I think it's because my toaster ovens may be a little different than yours where mine have the functionality of an actual oven oven as well and like all the fancy oven things they're also so i feel like you can make stuff my mom has made cakes in them so i feel like they can be very functional depending on which one you get but again i feel like if someone ranks this one slot higher or one slot lower i'm not gonna fight them on it yeah i would agree Well, since that was your number five, my number five was a blender. And the reason why I put blender higher up than toaster oven was because I feel like it has more versatility. Like you can blend up a soup in it. You can blend up like, let's say you wanted to have like a margarita. You can blend that up. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can blend up a lot of different things in your blender. You can also make yourself like a nice little smoothie. It's got the versatility. I will give it that. Do I own a blender? No. Like I said, I own a food processor, but the amount of times that I wished I owned a blender, it's pretty high. (laughs) I think it's funny how our rankings are kind of tracking for now. Blender was my next highest. Again, the functionality. It is a all year round kitchen appliance. You make soups in the winter. You make smoothies in the summer. I feel like a blender earns its spot in your kitchen. It takes up space, but it's like, hey, 
you're using it. So it's worth it. Yeah, I will say, though, like when I was living with my parents, I hardly ever used the blender just because it was a pain to clean. Like that was my one pain point with it is I was like, oh, this is going to be so annoying to clean. I don't want to clean it. But I love a good smoothie in the summer. Me too. I haven't had a smoothie like all summer. And also they're kind of expensive. If you buy smoothies out. I'm like, this is just literally blended up fruit. Why are you charging so much? I know. Well, fruit can be kind of expensive, but I will say, I think if you go to Aldi's, they've got like frozen fruit for reasonable prices. That's what I was going to say, though. It's like you go to the supermarket, you get the giant family size bag of frozen fruit. And it's like you can get for like the price of one or two smoothies out, you could get a whole bunch of smoothies. Mm -hmm. Or you go to like Walmart. They also probably have some. Yeah. So I don't know. I would maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should make myself like a nice little smoothie this summer. That would be good before the summer ends. All right. Next one up for number four, I had Instapot slash Crockpot. Like I said, I ranked them together. And the reason why is just, I think it just comes from my aversion to touching raw meat. Like I think if I don't have to touch raw meat, it makes me very happy. And I also like the fact, like my Instapot Crockpot, I have ranked at number four because I don't like touching raw meats. I just think that generally like it's nice if you want to have a flexible timeline with your meal, you know? Or like you want to kind of just let everything sit for a while. I think it's a it's a good lazy person's kitchen item. I feel like there's something cozy about it. I agree. Okay. So my next one up at the number three spot is the microwave. I love the microwave. Some people don't have microwaves. And I'm like, you know what? That's great for you. I cannot live without a microwave. Partially because kind of tying into the whole lazy thing. I love leftovers. You know, like if I make a thing for dinner, I can eat it for the next couple of days. And I also don't have the patience to heat it up on the stove or in the oven. So throw it in the microwave. Two minute dinner. See, that's interesting because I put oven stove for three and microwave for number two. And my reasoning was because the microwave, I'm able to be more lazy with it. Although I do have to say the oven and stove have a lot more functionality. I think that's why I put my oven and stove above that, mainly because what does the stuff that's going in the microwave come from? The oven or stove that I made or take out. I feel like that's fair. I feel like, honestly, I might reverse those two to match what you have, because I think like, you know, you can't make like a full meal in your microwave. Or if you do, it's like, well, that's a little sketchy. You know, like it's not going to be that great. Okay. Things I don't understand, though, is when people put apartments on the market and they're like, yeah, it just comes with a microwave, no stove, no oven. And I'm like, what? I see this primarily in like New York. Well, those apartments are tiny. Yeah, but like still like you're not even going to provide me with like a little hot plate. Like, come on. Okay, I feel like a hot plate would be necessary in that situation. I do. I feel like maybe we should have included a hot plate somewhere in here. But again, I feel like that's very circumstantial. Like if you live in New York and you don't have like an oven in your apartment, that would be your number one, right? They can be very practical. Switching off with that toaster oven. That's very true. I could totally see that. Okay. My other question for you is, do you prefer gas or electric burners for your stove? Um... I prefer gas because I've been indoctrinated and told that that is better for cooking and it's more even. Um, But I grew up on electric, so I don't know if I actually care. I feel that. So I grew up with a gas stove 
And I think that like gas stoves are really nice for, like you said, like cooking, phenomenal. But I do have to say the cleanup on an electric stove is so easy. You just spray it down, you just wipe it off, and then it's like it's done. Like you don't need to remove the grates, like nothing. It's so easy. And I'm like, that is so nice. The other thing that I heard, which I don't know if this is true or not, but one of my coworkers, she told me, she was like, oh yeah, like the reason why your gas stove always sets off, because I was telling her, I was like, in my old apartment, whenever I would cook things on the stove, it would set off my fire alarms. And I was like, this is so annoying. And she was like, yeah, well, the reason why it does that is because like there's something in the gas or like whatever that is like kind of like toxic, if you will. And so it triggers the fire alarms. And she was like, so actually, like, people think that gas stoves are better, but we should all be using electric because, like, for health reasons, it's actually better for you. Which, like I said, I have not researched this. I don't know if it's true. It was just something that I was told in passing. And so now I'm, like, kind of curious to know, like, is there an actual health benefit to gas versus electric? So I don't know. I feel like I could go either way for gas or electric. I don't know. Because, like, I like the gas stove how it cooks. But also... The electric cleanup is just so nice. Like, it cannot be beat. I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, I definitely think the cleanup's easier on an electric. I don't know. I guess it just doesn't really matter to me in the long run. Whatever the place comes with. Yeah. I think if you are somebody who rents an apartment, though, I think for ease of cleanup, I would probably go electric. Which I'm just saying that as like a renter, you know, I don't know if that's actually what would be better for the long term if you're, you know, somebody who owns a property. So if you own a property, let us know if you think that one is better than the other. Okay. Are you ready for our number one? I feel like we need a drum roll or something. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. (laughs) So our number one is the electric tea kettle. I strongly disagree with you on this one, but I'll let you say your thing. I want to hear why. One. Not so much in the summer, but I drink tea every single day, multiple times a day. It is faster than a stove kettle. Heats up faster. Great. Less time. I don't have one, but there's also ones that will have settings so you can keep the water warm once it's heated up. So if you want multiple cups, you don't have to reheat it up. I like that. That's. I feel like those are all really great reasonings. My number one is the dishwasher. And it is, again, because sometimes I feel a little lazy. And so I feel like it's nice to have a dishwasher to put things in. Like, I feel like this is not like a strong number one. Like, it's not one that I would defend to the death, you know, but like, it's just like a for convenience. This is great. Could I still hand wash dishes? Yeah, I could. Do I still sometimes? Yes. But like, convenience wise, I feel like it's just it's very nice to have. Okay, I have two points. One with the dishwasher. Yeah. I still wash stuff by hands too, but it's like, again, if you have a lot of guests over, you load up the dishwasher and you can do dishes at the sink at the same time. So much faster. And my second point is, unlike your number one, I will fight to the death on electric tea kettle. Best kitchen appliance, hands down. Well, now you know that you can also use it to water your plants as long as the water isn't hot. Yeah. There was a very fat wasp attacking my window. I was very concerned. I was like, is it outside? That's what I was trying to figure out. I was like, this it better be outside. If this is inside my room, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think we just wouldn't finish recording. I think you would just run out and leave. You're probably right. <laughs> we just have to leave it running until you could come back in and turn it off. So I'm very glad that that bee was not inside my window. Well, thank you for joining us for our 
ranking episode of a kitchen plant of kitchen appliances please feel free to let us know you know if you disagree with our lists um our next book club is going to be woman of light by Callie fiardo anstein and that will be dropping on october 3rd we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you have any thoughts on kitchen appliances we'd love to hear so feel free to contact us send us an email or dm us on instagram and don't forget to rate selenio's podcasts on apple podcasts you can find us at Zillennials Podcast on Instagram or email us at zillennialspodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to hit the subscribe button and stay a while. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.